Welcome back, Pace Immigration, paceimmigration.com on the YouTube channel and on the podcast, talking with U.S. and Canadian immigration lawyer, Michael O'Rourke. Michael, good to see you. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Very well. Thank you very much. Uh, TPS updates. So we did a video a couple of months ago, if people want to check the archives, with an in-depth explanation on what temporary protected status is. And that's big in the news right now, especially because of Ukraine. However, in the last uh, couple of weeks, there's been some updates on various temporary protected statuses, I guess we could say. So we're going to delve into those. But first, for a quick refresher, for those who don't want to go and watch the in-depth video, Michael, maybe just a quick recap on what TPS is. Sure. So TPS is temporary protected status. It is not an immigrant status. It is more of a placeholder. So if you qualify uh, and um, the Secretary of Homeland Security will list a number of criteria which you will have to satisfy in order to apply for TPS. But if you qualify, you are allowed to stay in the U.S. while TPS for your nation is designated. Uh, designated is the word meaning that the U.S. government recognizes that there are certain circumstances where people from your country are requiring protection. And um, these things include, thank you, Sean, for moving the slide forward. Uh, these things include armed conflict, environmental disasters, epidemic, uh, Russian invasions, you know, things like that. Right. And that's so that's why Ukraine was in the news, because they were offered temporary protected status or at least citizens uh, from Ukraine that were currently in the United States were offered te temporary protected status. However, in the last few weeks, there have been others, and we thought it would be a good idea to go over them. Uh, we've got Sudan. Let's talk about that, Michael. Sure. Sudan is actually a redesignation. So uh, originally, Sudan had been uh, designated due to the civil war in the country, and uh, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security has now redesignated uh it for temporary protected status. So that means that uh, Sudanese citizens in the United States, as of a certain date, can either reapply or can apply for the first time for temporary protected status. Uh, one of the nice things about the redesignation from uh, this perspective is that if you have already gotten employment authorization, based on your temporary protected status uh, application, it is automatically extended. So Excellent. that's important. Yes, we've got here. So 18 months, this temporary protected status as it stands right now will end October 19th, uh, 2023. And important to note this one, right? Uh, physically present in the U.S. since April 19, 2022. So this isn't an Ollie Oxen free, for example, of uh, if you arrive in the U.S. now, you can't apply for it. Is that right? That's true. And that's how TPS works in general. You have to have been in the United States and be able to prove that you have resided in the United States and have been physically present in the United States since the date that the secretary designates. Okay, let's move on to South Sudan, which is a part of the obviously the same region. Talk about that. 
yes, South Sudan is south. <laughs> so um, uh, it's early in the morning. I'm corny at this hour, you know. So, uh, uh, similar redesignation as Sudan. So uh, South Sudanese citizens are able to apply for the first time or uh, able to extend their TPS uh, applications if they have employment authorization they're able uh, to have that automatically extended and again uh, they have to have been in the country from the eligibility date so uh, say a South Sudanese person now wants to come to the United States uh, they wouldn't be able to take advantage of the temporary protected status program okay and we have another one here Cameroon this was announced uh quite recently. I've got a statement here from uh, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Marcus on why it was granted, and it was one of those criteria, which is, unfortunately, extreme violence in the nation. Talk about Cameroon. Yeah, so um, it, multiple things are happening in Cameroon. Uh, there are terrorist groups, and Boko Haram is one of the more infamous groups uh, throughout the Sahel and, and throughout West Africa, actually. Uh, there's also conflict between Francophones and Anglophones. Uh, if, if you know anything about Sudan, there is a small Francophone sliver that borders, uh, or sorry, small Anglophone sliver of the country that borders Nigeria and has been traditionally Anglophone and then the rest of the country is Francophone and there are presidential elections and there's been some communal violence so uh, it's gotten to the level where the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security felt that, a, uh, that Cameroonians needed protection. Yeah, how does it work? So the, the secretary decided it. Is this all in the secretary? What, what's the consultation process like, or do you even know? I don't really know. I know it is the secretary of Homeland Security's duty to make the pronouncement, but I feel that it's probably influenced from the State Department, uh, but I don't know the internal process. Right. Okay, let's move on to Ukraine, which it, this is an interesting one because in March we did a video because they had just announced temporary protected status uh, for people from Ukraine who were in the United States. And then it was very quickly updated. Talk about these new dates. Yeah. So um, the way that TPS works in general is that there is a designation made, but it's not effective until it's published in the Federal Register. So uh, and the Federal Register publication of the program lays out the dates, lays out the exact method that uh, you can make the application and, and where to send it, uh, which is the most important thing. So uh, Ukraine has just been published in the Federal Register. And uh, with that, the administration expanded the dates uh, for physical presence. It had been initially announced as, I believe, March 1st. That's right. Uh, and now it's April 19th. So any Ukrainian who is in the United States as of April 19th and who has, um, uh, or who can prove that they've been both physically present and continuously residing in the U.S. can make the application for TPS. Uh, going back to the Cameroonians, sure. that program has just been announced, but it's not been published in the Federal Register. So I expect that as it makes its way through the bureaucracy, those dates may change. And once it's finally published, then Cameroonians, like the Ukrainians now, can start to make applications for TPS. 
Uh, would it, but it would behoove them to uh, start getting the paperwork in order, would it not? Yes, definitely, because this is fairly extensive. Okay. Uh, it is an 18-month duration, as we've got here, ending now, October 19th, 2023. Let's talk about uh, the Biden administration saying that they're going to work on expanding and developing new programs with a focus on welcoming Ukrainians who have family members in the United States. And there is some breaking news on this, Michael, is there not? Yes. Uh, just yesterday, um, the administration published the Uniting for Ukrainians uh program and it is a sponsorship program that uh, has certain dates of residence required in Ukraine in order for a beneficiary, somebody who actually is being sponsored, to qualify. And that date, I've written it down because I never trust my memory on these things, uh, that date is uh, February 11th. So uh, the beneficiary has to have resided in Ukraine as of February 11th. Uh, the uh, sponsor in the United States can be an individual or group of individuals. And uh, generally, uh, they can only sponsor a spouse or common law partner, which is definitely a new development uh, because you don't usually see a common law partner referred to in US law, but spouses, common law partners, or children. Uh, so there are many more details, including a very beefy and uh, in-depth uh, affidavit of support that not only gets at the um, uh, the sponsor's income and assets, but also wants to know everything about the people who are being sponsored. So we'll make another video on this because there are quite a few uh, requirements for this new program. And we just learned of it last night. So we're still studying it. Yeah, we'll go over the uh, fine print and, and put out a video about that. Uh, conspicuous by its absence seems to be parents. You didn't mention them as perhaps being a beneficiary. No. So the U.S., from what I've read so far, uh, the U.S. is following the typical IR1 or immediate family member type of definition, which is spouse and children under 21. Okay. Uh, we'll stay tuned for that. We'll get that video out there. Uh, we should mention again, I just wanted to go over this. We've talked about applications, but we need to highlight this because sometimes we put these dates out there and I get the feeling maybe people think it's just an automatic thing. Oh, I was in the United States before, say, April 23rd. Therefore, I've got it. But you don't, do you, Michael? No, you have to apply. And not only do you have to make the main TPS application, but if you want to work, you have to submit an application for employment authorization document. Uh, if you want to be able to travel in and out of the United States, you have to get something called advanced parole, which is, of course, another application. And if you have any sort of inadmissibility issues, say uh, you entered the country without inspection or uh, used a fake passport or uh, have a, a number of other immigration violations, you might have to also submit something called a, a 601 waiver, uh, which is a fairly extensive waiver application that um, goes over your reasons for inadmissibility. Another important thing on talking about 601 waivers is that some criminality is not allowed and cannot be waived. So if, uh, and this is where we definitely can provide value to clients by discussing past criminal behavior in connection with an immigration process, which is something I always recommend, but uh, that 
if there is past criminality, you may not qualify for TPS. Okay, so the person to talk to about all of this to make sure you have your ducks in a row, Michael O'Rourke at moorourke at pacelawfirm.com. Stay tuned for more videos about this subject. Michael, thanks for this. Thanks so much, Sean. It's great to see you again. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.